Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you.
Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you.
baptizes with the power. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Ghost and fire. Our churches need the power of the Holy Ghost. This world needs the power of the Holy Ghost There will be no holiness without the power of the Holy Ghost There will be no peace or joy without the power of the Holy Ghost Prophetic words Holy Ghost Lord baptize us with the power We need the power of the Holy Ghost Of the Holy Ghost on fire Holy Ghost Our families need the power of the Holy Ghost There will be no holiness without the power of the Holy Ghost There will be no peace or joy without the power of the Holy Ghost Prophet
magnificent power. We honor you tonight. We celebrate you. We praise you. We honor you. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are faithful. There is none like you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you for the freedom that we have to worship you, to honor your name. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for finding us. We thank you for your mercy, for your grace, for your love, for your compassion, for just being close to our heart every single day. for embracing us and for allowing us to embrace you, to keep you close to our heart, to feel your presence and your power and your anointing wherever we go. Thank you because we are never separated from you. Thank you for the things that you have allowed us to see, to hear, to know. Thank you for the supernatural wisdom, supernatural discernment that is in our lives because it comes from you. Lord, tonight, we ask you to take control of our lives. Control of the podcast. This is all about you. We're not looking for recognition. We're looking for your approval. And tonight, Lord, everyone that is listening and for even those that will listen at a later day. Lord, I pray that they will have the ears to hear the discernment to discern that they will be ready to share with others 
that they will understand that we are a family. We are the family of Christ. Lord, we want to feel you like we have never felt you before. We want to hear you clearly. We thank you because every time that we read your word, it will become alive. Thank you for the mysteries that you are showing us every day. Lord, prepare our heart for the days ahead. There is days of uncertainty. But your word says that those that have given you their all, you will protect. If there is anything that it is not pleasing, anything that we are doing, anything that we are saying, anything that we are thinking, that it is not of you, You are a good God and you're powerful and you're faithful. Take it away in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, it must go. So the peace of God and the joy of the Lord shall be our strength. I thank you for tonight because there will be no distractions. I thank you for tonight because you will speak to our heart. I thank you, Lord, because we will hear and obey. Thank you for so many warnings that you're sending us. But Lord, even the church, it seems that nothing is happening. They just continue on disobeying you, doing their own thing, not communing with you, and you still have mercy on us. Lord, but that is about to change. I just feel very strong that the Lord is saying that those that think they're strong in God, they need to reevaluate. It has to be a reevaluation that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't think that because you do things your way, everything is going to be okay, says the Lord. It is about obedience. When you disobey, 
It's the spirit of rebellion taking over. You cannot continue to do things and be follow and follow the natural world because we are a spirit being having an earthly experience, but we are of God. Father, we just bless that word, Lord. Help us to look deep inside of us and see, Lord, that sometimes we think that we are okay. But you said, make sure that you will not fall. And Father, we are depending on you. You're not doing this because you want to harm us. You don't, you're not saying these things because you want us to be afraid. You're saying these things because you love us so much that you want us to have everlasting life, to spend eternity with you, to fulfill our destiny. Thank you for continuing to warn, to guide us, to love us, because I see it as you loving us before, be, beyond what anybody can even comprehend, because you continue to wait on us. Wait on us. But the waiting is over. Either you move with the cloud or you will stay behind. Either you obey and trust me or the spirit of rebellion will take over. The enemy doesn't want us to see He will do whatever it takes to distract us and to take us away from what we know in our heart it is of you. And Father, we are all in the same boat. It doesn't matter who it is. And we ask you, Lord, tonight is the day Tonight that you have spoken, we ask you to search our hearts. If there is anything that it is not pleasing unto you, we tell whatever it is that you must go in the name of Jesus. Go and come no more. Spirit of distraction, you go in Jesus' name. Spirit of backwardness, go in the name of Jesus. Spirit of delay, go in Jesus' name. 
the blood of Jesus cover our minds and the blood of Jesus cover us. In the name of Jesus, every instrument that the enemy has sent to distract us from the assignment must go in Jesus' name. Any familiar spirit that the enemy has sent to distract us must go in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to live for you and you alone. Many times, we feel overwhelmed because of everything that is going on. But you are teaching us, you're instructing us, you are guiding us. So there shall be no fear, but we should be rejoicing. We should be celebrating with you what's about to come. There is no other way for millions and millions of people to come and bow down before you unless we go through what we are going through. We thank you for allowing us and using us as an instrument of your love and peace. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. Thank you for speaking. Don't let any anything that is not of you come out of my mouth. I have my notes, but you are the teacher. And I give you liberty to do as you please. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, for everyone that is listening today and those that will listen later on and in different platforms, Father God, let this have an impact in their life that their eyes will be open that their ears will hear what you are saying just because you love us. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God. We just thank you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tonight, we're going to be uh, talking about, are you ready? 
I cannot teach you about anything else other than the Spirit of God, whatever the Spirit of God puts in my heart. Are you ready? I'm going to uh, tell you a little bit because I will not be able to finish today. But I will tell you the things that the Lord shared with me. And I'm going to share with you. Are you ready? For what it's about to happen. I have to be honest with you. I'm so glad that I cannot speak to anybody during this time that this is the time that God has me alone. Because as I speak to the people, or as I see, because I don't speak to anybody, but as, as I see the people, they really don't understand what's going on. Everyone is about doing whatever they feel they need to do. And even though we continue to say the same thing over and over, and it is God, the one that loves us so much that he doesn't want anyone to perish. But people, it is about their own businesses. They're doing whatever they want. And I don't know if it's that they just don't want to realize it because maybe they get afraid, but this is not for you to get afraid. This is for you to worship God like never before because in his grace and mercy, he is continuing to explain to us to guide us, but we don't see it. There are so many people that are fearful and we cannot be fearful. We need to be rejoicing every single day because this is gonna be an opportunity for us to minister to so many people that will come to the kingdom of God. I have always said that in order for every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, something really bad needs to happen. So we need to know that in order for people to repent, something is gonna happen that it is going to be out of the control of us, of doctors, of everyone in this world. Just know that we will not have any control over the things that are going to happen. So my question is, are you preparing every single day?
One of the things that I don't want to forget this is that every night before you go to bed, is ask God to forgive you. Ask God for forgiveness. Make sure that you take time to fellowship with him every single night because we don't know if that will be the last night for us. Look what happened to many people in Turkey. They went to sleep and they never woke up. And we see what's going on in Turkey and in all the Middle East, but we don't think that because we are American, it can happen to us. But the Bible is clear. He tells us that is the book that it was left for us to follow and everything is there. As I was prepare, preparing uh, this week, one of the things that the Lord brought into my heart, it is, we've been talking about wisdom, discernment, destiny, location, and timing. Why is that so important? Those steps are more important than ever because you learn that timing is in God's hands. You learn that location, your destiny, your assignment is has been ordained by God before the foundation of the world. I have a quote that I want to read to you. It says, location is the highway to success. Location is the highway to success. It is not what I want but it is where God wants. It is not what I want. It is where God wants. Location is the highway to success. And the Lord was telling me as I was writing all of this, that he want us to know that location, there is a fine line between your location, it means God location, and the devil location. He said it is really a fine line. I believe that when you are in a different location, the enemy will bless you because he wants to steal and to rob you from your destiny. And he wants to make a ridicule of God. 
So he said to me that uh, when it comes to location, when it comes to timing, God's timing is in God's time. My timing, it is in his time. But we, the way we act, that's not true. Because we do whatever we want. We don't ask God. We make decisions. And then the consequences. But he said to me that I want you to hear this one. That if you've been praying for a long time, I wish I knew this one a long time ago. He said, if you've been praying for a long time, even for the, loca the right location or timing or anything that has to do with you, God will never give you an answer outside of your calling, which will be outside of his will. I'm going to say that again. God will never give you an answer outside of your destiny, outside of your will, of his will for you. So stop praying because God will never go against his word. So he will never, if, if you're supposed to be in Africa, God will never send you to Spain. He will never give you an answer outside of his will for you, outside of his calling for you, outside of his destiny. And as I said before, there is a fine line between God's location and the devil location. He was telling me that sometimes we get desperate, and I know I, I can talk about that, but we need to relax because his timing is his timing. And I said to the Lord, how do we know your timing? Because when there is a prophetic word or a word that God gives you from his word, that is the correct timing. It means that at that moment, you need to prepare your mind to do as God has said that you need to do. He showed me uh, Psalm 32, 9. And he said, tell them not to be like a horse or a mule, which has no understanding. Don't be like a horse or a mule which have no understanding, understanding of the season, understanding of what God is saying that you need to do. Last week, we talked about the states that uh, people are moving or they should be moving out of. And I found this in an article in the paper 
and I'm going to read it to you because it was exactly the same uh, states that the prophet has spoken about, and I'm going to read it, okay? Uh, number one, San Francisco. Number two, Los Angeles. Number three, New York City. Number four, Washington, D.C. Number five, Seattle. Number six, Boston. Number seven, Detroit. Number eight, Colorado. Number nine, Chicago. And number 10, Minnesota. And according to the person that wrote the article, they said that you needed to move out of these places because crime, cost of living, high unemployment. What they, they didn't say, it is what is coming to some of those states, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City because they don't have the knowledge about the prophetic words that has come. So I'm just showing that to you today or sharing this with you because I want you to understand that the same things that God has spoken about, the world is talking about. The world, the people that are not saved, they will obey. They will be moving out of the states. But when the Lord tells us to do something, and we know it is the Lord, and we know there is a prophet speaking, a real prophet speaking, we ignore it. I just pray that sometimes as a prophet, you get desperate because I see the people uh, that are so disrespectful to God. And that really, really bothers me a lot because God is saying to do one thing and they're doing whatever they want to do. And it is like they don't they don't have no respect for God. I'm not talking about the people in the world. I'm talking about those that call themselves Christians. Because I do not expect anything from the people of the world. I'm shocked that people are surprised because of whatever happened in the um, music industry. So what are you expecting from them? Why are you so surprised? Oh, look what she did. Oh, look, what are you expecting from them? They are doing what they're doing because they want us to talk about it. They want us to be upset. And those things, I assure you, if we ignore those things, they won't have no choice but to stop doing them. Because the world is going to celebrate them. 
but they want us to criticize. They want us to talk about it. But if we stop, because why are you expecting anything different from them? It is like the government now. I don't, I don't need to hear about what the person that is in that position of president is. I don't need to hear any because I know anything will, anything goes. Why? Because there are people that do not fear God. So I don't need to go looking at the news. Do you know what he did? I don't waste my time on that because I know. So I am not surprised with anything that is happening because those are the people of the world. So we need to stop giving attention to the people of the world that are doing all these things. What do you expect? While I was doing the, the teaching, the Lord talked to me a little bit about timing and I want to share this. Timing, Psalm 37.9 says that those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Think about it. Those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. That word wait is those that remain in still, remain still in expectation or wait also means to look forward expectantly. So it means that if we stay in his presence, listening to the assignment of that day and doing exactly what God is telling us to do, we should remain still, but in expectation of the awesomeness that God is going to do. So timing in this time is very, very important that we understand it. Can you imagine those that wait, those that remain still in expectation they shall inherit the earth. Just think about it. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, why some of us in our destiny, remember, Destiny, after your relationship with God, 
after you ask Jesus to come into your heart and after you establish a intimate relationship with the Lord, the next step, it has to be your destiny. What is the assignment that God has for me? So there are two things that I'm going to talk to you that are very important because what I was sitting and asking the Lord, it doesn't matter where I go now. I'm going to be talking about destiny. I'm going to be talking about waiting upon the Lord location, because this is what it's in God's heart. He wants you to be properly located before all this mess starts. He wants us to understand the timing, not to do anything before his timing. So, my question was, Lord, why so many people don't, it seems they don't care about their destiny? And one of the things that he told me, and we're going to pray for this because this is very important. They are yoke. And I said, they are yoke. I know what that is, but what are you saying? And this is important because we're going to pray immediately after I explain this to you. One of the reasons that we never succeed in life The reason that our health is poor, the reason that we don't have peace, finances, a mess in family, ministry, is, it doesn't progress. Your assignment has not been fulfilled. It is because somehow, somewhere, and all of you remember that we thought about being yoke when we did all the uh, deliverance classes. So being yoke, okay, it is when the cows are yoke. Okay, so just imagine you having that thing in your neck and somebody is moving you or taking you wherever you that person wants you to go a yoke will force us to live in an unhappy state because that person is cursed How do you know that that person is cursed? Because you know things in your life are happening that are not of God. And it doesn't matter how much you know, we can say, I don't know what it is, but I know something is not right. Because the enemy wants to yoke you. In other words, you will become a puppet for the enemy and the finances, every area of your life will suffer. 
A yoke is like a harness. It's a collar. It's a chain that it is put on a person or on a horse that not allowed him to move freely. So because of the yoke, because of the timing, your destiny is suffering. But we're going to pray now. And we're going to break the power of any yoke that is in our life. And I'm going to pray and you repeat and you just pray your prayer. It doesn't matter. But today is the day. Today is the day of deliverance by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break any yoke that is being put on me and my health, my finances, my family, my ministry. I break it today by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's broken in the name of Jesus. Yoke, go in Jesus' name. Yoke, break and go in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that we will be able to fulfill your destiny for us today. Lord, we thank you that we'll be able to fulfill your destiny, Lord. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We declare that we are yours. We declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we declare that the day is coming when we will see you face to face. But before that day, there is a job, there is the destiny, there is an assignment that we must fulfill. And we desire to do it, to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The Lord was say, sharing with me that the reason people don't fulfill their destiny is because their destiny is not an obsession to, to them. When in the 1990s, I knew that I had a destiny, my obsession, even though I did not understand I used to think, Lord, you created me to do a job or an assignment on this earth. It was the right timing when I was born and everything was orchestrated by you. I don't understand anything about this, but my desire from today on is to fulfill that assignment that you have for me. Remember, I didn't know anything. I was born again. I was not spirit-filled. Well, I was spirit-filled, but before that, before I was spirit-filled, I heard about that word, but I didn't know what it was. But at the moment that someone clarified that for me, 
That was my passion. And until this day, I only have one desire in my heart. It is to fulfill my assignment. That when I see Jesus, that he will be, that he will have a smile in his face because I did exactly what he wanted me to do. Unless your destiny become an obsession, you will never fulfill your destiny. In order for us to fulfill our destiny, we need to disconnect from many relationships. We need to be addicted to his presence. We need to be addicted to spend time with him. One thing is that when you continue to fulfill your assignment and that's your passion and you sincerely said to God, Lord, I want to fulfill my assignment. One thing is going to happen that people that are not for you or wrong relationships, they will go. Okay, they will go. So that's for you to know that when your passion is to fulfill your destiny, people will start leaving your circle. Why did I mention all of that? Because all of what I mentioned is important to God. What he's saying to you and me now is a new era. It is a new era. I don't think that I will ever stop talking about destiny, location, timing, because that is the key for you to fulfill his assignment. So we are in a new era now. We don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to share with you a couple of things. And next week I will continue because I think that I've been asking the Lord, Lord, I want them to know what to do and what is going on. In Luke uh, 150 said, his mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. And that word fear is love. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. All the prophets have been speaking about the changes that are coming. That the way that we see the world today is no longer going to be. And it's going to take people by surprise because it doesn't matter that I'm telling you this. I myself doesn't know either what's coming. So we, none of us know. Some of the prophets have spoken and they have said that they, God has not allowed them to share visions that they have, they had concerning the future. So 
you need to know what to expect. Again, it doesn't matter. Our mind will never comprehend. Okay? And then we are in fear because we don't know what it is. Because we don't understand. But remember, again, even people in the news, people that write about God, anybody is saying the same thing. No one have an idea of what's coming. So the first thing that we need to know, and I think that's important, that the way things are today, they're not going to be anymore. That's scary by itself. The leadership in different places the prophets have spoken, uh, it's going to change totally. Those that are in power now, they will not be in power maybe tomorrow. Okay. They have been spoken about uh, the president of Russia. They have been uh, speaking about um, Concerning the 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 uh, the queen that died, Europe. There are a lot of things that are going to happen there. A lot of things. It's going to be a mess. And now we need to prepare because it's going to be a mess. God has said that some church leaders will be demoted. And why have I been uh, teaching about discernment and wisdom? I want you to hear, this is a prophetic word. Some church leaders will be demoted. But they will continue to work in the gift. I want you to think about it. Because God will never take the gift from us. This is another one, a prophetic word. Leaders demoted due to disobedience will not lose their callings but their influence will diminish. Those who have served and has been faithful will be given double honor. Please prepare because the changes that are coming will happen swiftly.
the changes will happen swiftly. And, and you know, as I was just talking to the Lord, I'm saying, Lord, he reminded me of the 10 virgins again. And for a long time, he'd been reminding me. He told me about the, that prophetic word. Yes, yes, the 10 virgins. And he reminded me about the 10 virgins again. People that today are CEOs of many of the biggest company in America will be demoted. So why is that important to me? Why is God saying that? Because God wants you and me to be prepared Because as believer, there is one thing God is requiring of us to embrace the changes quickly. Okay, I'm telling you, this is what I believe. <coughs> I believe that when these people of uh, CEOs of many, many uh, 500 uh, fortune companies are demoted. God can have other Christians, brothers and sisters take over. In other words, God will use us to be part of the next move of God. <coughs> Excuse me. The government eventually will control the church. <coughs> Excuse me. There's gonna be a lot of problems with vaccines and sickness and, and all of that. But God warns us today, and He's saying there will be a lot of man-made viruses that are coming. But He's telling us remain flexible. I remember when I started the ministry in 1992, um, every time that I brought a prophet to the ministry, they will always prophesy, God says, be flexible, be flexible, to me, be flexible, be flexible. Because I was a person, I'm a planner, I am very organized, and God is here telling me, be flexible. 
So when I received this and I said, again, Lord, flexible more? We need to be flexible as the world continues to change. And his word for you and me is align yourself with the agenda of God because one of the problems is going to be that if you don't align with the agenda of God, you will have to align with the agenda of the world. He's telling us there are going to be a, new, a lot of two stuff appearing, communities, uh, cities, towns, regions. Uh, um, I believe that there will be many, many religions that are going to show up. Prepare <coughs> to align yourself with, with the agenda of God, because if you don't align yourself with the agenda of God, then you're going to be aligning yourself with the wrong agenda. My question to us is, when we hear all of this that is about to come, it's already here, how do we feel inside of us? How do we feel? Lord, how do I feel? How do I feel? And the next question is, what do I need to do? I'm going to give you time to think. What do you think that you should do? There is the spiritual part, which is the most important part, but also there is a physical part. What do you think that you need to do for you and for your family? Many times I just keep quiet <clears throat> talking to the Lord. And what I have learned, and maybe I am wrong, but what I have learned by sitting alone with him, is Really, there is nothing we can do. And you might say, what do you mean? What is coming is coming. And I believe that the only way, the only way 
is for you and me to make sure that God is first in our life. That our passion is to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our life. To be working in what God is saying that you need to be working. Outside of God, no one is going, no, no, nothing or no one is going to save us. So this is the time that you need to know, that to know, to know, to know that how important it is for you to become one with God if you're not. To make sure that your prayer is, Lord, give me discernment and give me wisdom. Because I just read for you what it says. And I'm going to read it again because this was my question to the Lord. It says here, leaders demoted due to disobedience will not lose their callings, but their influence will diminish. My question, this is just my question. Okay, I might be wrong. My question is, do I want to be part of a ministry or a man of God or a woman of God that has been demoted by God because of disobedience? Do I want to be part of that entity? Which God is telling me or God is showing me that that person has been demoted. That's one. And before that, he said that he will not, even though these people, these servants of God, I'm sorry, Lord, sorry, Holy Spirit, these servants of God will be demoted. Their gift will continue operating in their lives, according to Romans 11, 29. If you don't have discernment and if you don't have wisdom, how do I know that I should not be part of that? How do I know that I should not be part of that? I want to um, recommend that you go to Ministry of uh, Facebook Ministry of Fire um, for Jesus Christ, and there is a prophetic word that I posted today. 
read it because there are a lot of prophetic words that I post on Facebook that are a now word. Recommended, you can share. You can recommend it to other people because this ministry, my heart as a leader of the ministry is for me to prepare and equip you so you will not lose your salvation, your destiny. There are still churches that are saying to you that you can do whatever you want because of the grace of God and the mercy of God is going to keep you, but that is not true. I will never say that because I know what the word of God says. He's going to protect his. And you are not his because you attend a church. You are his because he's first in your life. And you have an intimate relationship with him. In the past, we were told that if you go to church, everything was going to be okay. But I'm telling you today, that is a lie from the pit of hell, because that's not true. You go to church, the Bible says, because you want to fellowship with the brothers to encourage each other. But in order for you to get to heaven, after you invite Jesus to come into your heart, you must have a personal relationship. In other words, God needs to be first in your life. So my question again is, if I don't have wisdom and I don't have discernment, how do I know that I shouldn't be part of that church that God has demoted the leader. So again, now we're going to go to how can I prepare? What are the things that I need to do to go through this situation? Okay. One of the things that as I was talking to God and he was saying, I was saying to the Lord, Lord, okay, all of this is coming. We know it's coming no matter what is coming. So because we know this is coming, What are the most important things that we need to know? So I made a list of things as I was talking to him, because this is what I was saying, Lord, you, there are going to be people that are going to be demoted. In the past, we make decisions to go to a church because it was close by or because my mother attended that church or because I like the pastor, or because I like the music. And that is for years and years, this is what we have done. 
but this is not the past. This is a critical time. And now is life and death. So my question is, Lord, what do I need in order to go through all of this situation that the world is going to go through, but at the same time, know that I am, I need to be on your side. Know that if you have demoted a leader or know that if that place is not for you, that church is not for you. Lord, how do I know And I said to the Lord, this is what is of concern to me. And then we started just talking, and this is what uh, I wrote down, that are important to you and that they are important to me. Number one. We need to have discernment. I believe that in the last days, if we don't have discernment and wisdom, we will not be able to do what we need to do. God says knowledge and understanding. The most important one is the personal relationship with Father. Be servants, have a servant's heart. Be connected to the spiritual father or spiritual mother that God has ordained for you. Live a life of holiness. faithfulness honesty forgiving or forgiveness surrender Full surrender to God and pray for God to circumcise our heart. And there are many more. To circumcise our heart. Then, in the natural, 
These are the spirituals part of this journey, which is the most important because I believe that if you, if God is first in your life, you will not suffer. Okay. And uh, I am not saying suffer like suffering because we will go through things, but you will know without a doubt that God is with you. The question that it is important to God and it is important to me is, God, are you first in my life? God, are you first? This is a time for us to think about it, meditate. Is God first in my life? Show me if, if you are first. Show me if you're my priority. Show me if I will be willing to do whatever you ask me to do. Am I willing to leave behind those things that are stopping me from fulfilling the assignment? Or do I struggle in that, in that area of my life? Am I saying I adore God? But when you ask me to do something, I don't do it. We know that all these things are going to come. Regardless of what anybody else says. It's in the word of God. I want to say this to you, and this is a hard one. At, at least it would be hard for me because there was a prophet of God, and this is what he was saying. Uh, God show him that there are going to be three nights of darkness. And he was telling the people, how difficult it's going to be. And God is, was saying to when those days of darkness come, to uh, close the windows in your house, the blinds, so everything will be dark inside, and never to open the door. Because the way I understood it is that the enemy will send like uh, 
a counterfeit person that is going to look like maybe your brother, sister, or whoever, your son, daughter. And that is someone that has been sent by the enemy to destroy you. So I had a problem with that, or I had a question. So I went to God and I said, Lord, how can this be? And he said, the same way that you have a dream and you see one of your relatives in the dream, then I understood. Then I realized that, wow. The enemy will do whatever it takes to confuse you, to destroy you, and to rob you from the blessings, even at the last time, at the last minute. So when those three nights of darkness, just remember, the enemy will send someone to your door for you to open the door and that person is going to be asking for help. It is scary, but that's what God said. In Haggai 2.6, Haggai 2.6 says, In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and dry land, says the Lord Almighty. Yet once I will shake the heaven and the earth and the sea and dry land, and then I will fill the house with my glory. I'm going to read that again because this is very, very important. We said that in order for us to go through these uh, last days, there are things that we need to have in place. The most part is the spiritual, even though the physical is important. So in Haggai 2.6, it says, In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and dry land says the Lord Almighty, yet 
Once I will shake the heaven and the earth and sea and dry land, I will fill the house with my glory. I am looking for a Bible verse, so just give me one second. Um, let me see. It is... Uh, Okay, <clears throat> I put a note, but I didn't write it down. So let me just, uh, let me just find it. So no one, okay, no one, doesn't matter how much we pray, It does not matter how much we fast. We need to know that no one can stop what is coming. It is ordained by God. And it's going to happen. But he's preparing us as a good father. And he's telling us what we need to do. Proverbs 4, 5 says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Okay. And number 6 says, do not forsake wisdom, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will guard you. And the seven, wisdom is supreme. So acquire wisdom, and whatever you may acquire, gain understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. Embrace wisdom, and she will honor you. Just think about how important it is for us to get wisdom. Just think about it. We need to pray for God's mercy to give us discernment, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Because we need it. So... All of these things need to happen, everything that we're going to go through, because God is going to judge everything. The heaven, the earth, the oceans, and the dry land. So 
So when God is saying that he's going to judge the earth, what is he saying? What do you think God is saying when he said that he is judging the earth? Remember, it's his earth. He created What he's saying is that there will come natural disasters, earthquakes, famines. All of this will come. And then he said that he will judge the heavens. Remember, they are three heavens. So Lord, what are you saying that you're going to judge? The third heaven is where God is. Remember that. And the second heaven is referred as the outer space where planets, the stars, as well as spiritual thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers. What is this third heaven? Is the sky that we can see above us. When God is, shakes the heavens, he's going to shake the visible and the invisible. Can you imagine that? the visible and the invisible. And next week, we're gonna talk, we're gonna continue talking about what does, what is God gonna do with the earth? And one thing that is important, it is that remember we are part, we, you, me, humans are part of the earth. Why? Because we were made by the of the earth. We were made by the dust of the earth, by the clay, by the dirt. So when he's going to judge the earth, everything is going to be shaken. Everything is going to be shaken. Okay? So number three, God is going to shake everyone, the people. God is going to be shaking the government. God is going to be shaking every system, every industry, every company, everything. God is going to be shaking. And next week, we're going to go into details because you want to know when God says that he's going to shake the earth. What is he really saying? Well, he's shaking 
the things you can see and the things you cannot see. So because of that, we need to be prepared. In the natural, I will recommend you to have plenty of food. In the natural, I will recommend to you what I am doing, having clothes extra, extra food to help other people because they need your help. This is the time that we'll be able to witness to thousands and thousands of people. We are going to witness through feeding them, clothing them, and at the same time, sharing the gospel. One thing is in my, is in my heart, and I, I have to say this to you, because it's really, as I was preparing, this is what it came to me. We need to be careful who do we feed with that food that we have. Because that food is the Lord's. And it is not for just anybody. I'm going to say that again. That food belongs to the Lord. So it's not for any, every, just everybody. There are people that be listening and listening what's coming, and they don't do anything. And at the end, they're going to come and try to partake of what God has given you for other people, for those that are coming new into the kingdom of God. So just be careful. Just be careful. I pray that uh, you have been blessed. Remember, there is no fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. We need to be at peace and we need to pray 24-7 for wisdom, discernment, knowledge, and understanding. So, Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your goodness, for your grace. I thank you, Father God, for being so good to us because you're always giving us information and guiding us in the way that we should go. To you be the glory. To you be the honor forever and ever. Father, I pray for everyone that is listening, Lord. We depart, but we don't depart from your presence. Give each one of us hunger and thirst for you. A desire to be closer and closer to you. That we will fall in love with your word every single day. And Father, we are going to trust you completely because we know, I know, that unless we are totally sold out to God, we will not escape what's coming. And Lord, to you be the glory. And for those that will listen to uh, in a later day, we bless you also because God hasn't forgotten you. This is a divine appointment for you to hear and to prepare and to share with others. In Jesus' name, 
we bless you. Have a wonderful week. And I hope that you have many, many blessings coming to you and that God will open your eyes and your ears and that you will receive in your heart and that you will obey him. In Jesus' name, be blessed. And thank you for joining us. Sees all the sons of men from the place of his dwelling, he looks to the inhabitants of the earth, he fashions their hearts and considers their works. Yes, God looks from heaven Yes, God looks from heaven He knows all He sees all He is with us At all times Yes, God looks from heaven Yes, God looks from heaven His eyes are on those who fear Him And hope in His mercy He delivers their soul from death And keeps them alive in famine our soul waits for the Lord Let your mercy protect us Restore us, Lord And let your face shine And we will be saved He knows all He sees he is with us at all times. He is God. He won't forsake us. God in God looks from heaven Oh, God looks from heaven Amen Amen